across the land, people are gathering. Disturbed people. Demented people. Gathering to discuss films. Disturbed films. Demented films. These people know not what they do. They do not think before they speak. For they are bastards. Daily grindhouse bastards. Giving the opinions no one asked for. Yet demand to know. This is... The Daily Grindhouse presents... No Budget Nightmares. Episode 4, Las Vegas Bloodbath. Oh, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Daily Grindhouse Presents No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo, or as I'll be known today, Wet and Wild Wendy. Look, everybody's Wet and Wendy. And with me, as always, is... Is, well, I have a couple of pseudonyms already, but this is Sweetback <laughs> from DailyGrindhouse.com, uh, also known as Doug, uh, and we'll talk about that later. But today, I'm going to be known as the wonderful... Cherry Blossom. <laughs> and maybe we'll explain to uh, to the loyal listeners why we're going by these uh, these wonderful names today. Yeah, oh yeah, we, we should, because we are talking about the amazing, the incredibly fun, the go-out-and-watch-it-now Las Vegas bloodbath. It's amazing that we say that they should go out and watch it now. I'll be honest, there's probably very limited avenues to be able to see this movie That's right probably now. true. <laughs> uh, we should say that. It's, it is available through the Bloody Nightmares box set, which we've talked about in uh, in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the VHS version of it is out there somewhere. Ooh, i got to find want, that. If you want to go digging for it. But, uh, but yeah, so Las Vegas Bloodbath, 1989's Las Vegas Bloodbath. Oh, what a killer. Yes, uh, what a killer indeed. And and just to give you an idea of why we're going by these names again, I'm uh, Cherry Blossom, and there's a uh, tough what? tiff. I'm Wet and Wild Wendy. Wet and Wild. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're Wet and Wild Wendy. Oh God, this is going to be difficult. Not tough uh, tiff. No, it's okay. You can call me Mo. <laughs> All right, Mo. There you uh, but uh, this movie features uh, some oil wrestlers, the beautiful <laughs> ladies of oil wrestling. Blow. Uh, yeah, blow. And this is the most I ever did. I didn't really knew, know that there was a league, for one thing. I didn't know there was a professional league of oil wrestlers. But uh, this <laughs> movie knows? introduces to more information about oil wrestling than any person would ever want to know, ever. It, it does go pretty deep into oil wrestling. It's it's surprising. I mean, I know it sort of is part of the plot, you know, for the second half of the film. But still, there's like, maybe like 15, 20 minutes of like real solid filler material in the in the middle. That's just these girls... Talking about oil wrestling, you know, playing cards in real time, and you know, and uh, <laughs> and watching and watching one of their matches that uh, you know on the on the telly. They're having an actual game of cards, like they're just playing it. They're playing cards, yeah. It. yeah. It's, it's not even, it's, yeah. It's not even like it's like you know, like you know, like cleverly shot or like cut or anything like that. And they're making it all interesting. No, no, no. There's like it's like a steady camera, and the, the girls are just playing cards. There's a part of the beginning where they're kind of arguing about what the rules are, yeah. and they can't they can't figure it out. And then they're dealing the cards, and one of them fucks up. They they deal four instead of five cards. Yeah. So they, they 
it, you, you talk about it just kind of being made up as it went along. That entire sequence, and it lasts for about 15 minutes, yeah, is yeah. them playing truth or dare poker, which I don't even think you can. I, who knows? And it, it is ridiculous. Anyway, did, we're getting way ahead but of did you, but, but, but But before we actually get into the real plot of the movie, like, did you did you hear the rules to truth or dare poker or whatever the fuck they were playing? Like, yeah. like the whole point was was, like, whoever had the highest pair... So it's like it wasn't it wasn't like if you had like like a straight or a flush or anything like that is if who had the highest pair. So like, you know, so one round like somebody wins with like a pair of threes because nobody else has has any pairs, you know, and then the next person uh, the next person wins with a pair of kings, you know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We'll, we'll we'll get into the detail of that wonderful poker game a little bit later, but I do want to say before we even get into the plot that I love this movie. Like, I really fucking love it. Passionate. I, mean, I, I, I love all of it. Even the parts that are shit, I love. Yeah, even the, wor- uh, even the worst parts of this movie are amazing. And I've seen, this is another one of those cases where I've seen this, uh, now this is the second time I watched it, and uh, usually with these low-budget movies in particular, even when they're pretty good, a second watch can be a little bit difficult. But not this time, man. I really enjoyed it. And I do want to say that, it, actually, what I really wanted to say is that it's been difficult to kind of get across to people exactly how bad some of the previous movies we've talked to are. So I think it's yeah. really good that we're talking about one that, in uh, on the surface especially, they really have a lot in common. This movie has a lot in common with those other movies. Really oh, without, a, without a doubt. Values. Yeah, without a doubt. Low production values, uh, actors who ha- obviously have no acting experience, and in, in the terms of these uh, oil wrestlers, they... I can't even really explain how bad they are. It's, yeah, it's it's sort of yeah. I'll have to throw some like audio of them talking. Uh, it's 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 a name to say the least. Sub. I would say sub porno movie production values. Well, Mr. Lottie Da obviously had a lot of really high quality porno movies when he was growing up. But me, the kind of porno movies I was stuck with, this is what they looked like. Well, that's because you're Canadian. That's right. It looks like a Canadian porno. Movie. Okay, that that I'll give you. It looks like a Canadian porno movie, absolutely. But let's let's talk about the plot a little bit, and yes. maybe we'll, we'll talk a little bit at the end about what separates this from some of the really shitty movies we've talked about. So absolutely, far. absolutely. So you, you, you start us off. What, what is right. this movie about? All right. Well, before before getting into that, which I will in um, in one second, I, I want to say, you know, like uh, that you said, you you know, you watched this twice. I watched it twice, too. Actually, this actually I've technically seen it three times uh, because this is the only movie so far that I've actually seen before going into this whole thing. I saw this movie many, many years ago and loved it then and, and then kind of just forgot about it. And then you brought it up again. And as soon as you brought it up, I was completely enthralled or not enthralled, but thrilled that we were going to be doing it again. So I've actually watched it twice in the last two days. 
Uh, I watched it last night and I watched it today. Uh, it's one of those movies that I could really, I mean, I could go home and watch it again. It's, it's so great. But yeah, so basically the, the, the storyline is of a man named Sam. Uh, I guess he's supposed to be some kind of like, you know, salesman, big wig. He makes some big sale and he wants to celebrate and uh, he finds his wife, Ruthie. Uh, <laughs> or does he call her Ruthie, or does he just call her Ruth? He calls her. Her name is Ruth, but he go. He uh, when he's talking about her, he usually calls her Ruthie. Yeah. So he catches Ruth in bed with another man, and then basically goes on a killing spree. He wants to murder all the whores. He thinks all women are whores. He goes nuts in a very, very quick, very, very short amount of time. I mean, he goes really crazy. Uh, but, I mean, you know, this isn't that dissimilar from a lot of those sort of slasher movies that you see in the 80s where someone has, a, you know, one uh, kind of uh, traumatic experience and then immediately becomes a psychotic. Yeah, but what I was amazed with with within this one in particular was, you know, normally there's a lot of build-up to that sort of shit. And this one, I mean, they jump right to the quick. You know, they, they, there's literally, like seven to ten minutes of build-up, and then killing spree. Yeah, well, let's talk about, just for a moment, he arrives home uh, after this business, uh, this big business deal, uh-huh. and he's going to buy uh, Ruthie a sports car. Yeah, yeah, he buys her a sports car. I, wa- I wanted to mention the sports car, because apparently in 1989, the, to- the Toyota Corolla GTS was a sports car. Yeah, that's what he drives for the rest of the movie. That's what he drives. It's, I mean, it's it's clearly a Toyota Corolla. You know, it, it it's only got two doors, so I mean, I guess technically you can call it a sport coupe or whatever. But uh, but yeah, it's it's clearly not a sports car, but it's red, so whatever. I do want to talk about just really quickly, Ruth. When we see her, her hair, her wig. It, it's a wig, obviously. It looks like the worst kind of Rod Stewart seventies hair. I mean, it looks. Like, it looks like some animal is crawling on top of her head. She's a little weird looking, but that might just be because she's got this weird uh, wig on. But, but yeah. I'm going to guess, and Mo, uh, you, can, you can might have some thoughts on this, actually. I think that the reason she has crazy, stupid, ridiculous hair like that was because um, her hair has to match that of the dummy head that he's going to be carrying around for the rest of the movie. That's That's probably my guess. Yeah, they probably had the dummy head you know, already and, and needed to, to match somebody's to that. Yeah. No to young filmmakers, get the actress first and then, then uh, make the dummy. The head. Head. Yeah. yeah. Base the head on her as opposed to trying to, <laughs> I mean, the, the like, the likeness was so perfect. I, I, I can't really uh, comment on it. So she has sex with a police officer who wears the craziest underwear I've ever seen. He's wearing a cock sock. Yeah, I mean, he really it's is. It's it's really it's really mental. Uh, and this this sequence where they're kind of going at it in bed that looks so much like one of my popular Canadian porno movies. Oh, absolutely! That, like the first time I saw this, I thought it was. I mean, I really thought that it was going to go into those kind of weird uh, angles that are very porno like the uh, clinical angles. Exactly. Yeah. I, want, I thought we were going to end up seeing a lot more, and we already saw too much because you get to see that policeman's bare ass in just a second. Yeah. So um, Sam comes home, and he comes in through the door, and he sees the, the shoes on the floor, uh, the shoes of the, the uh, police officer. He, he trips over them. He trips over them, that's right. <laughs> and then he picks them up, and he smells them. <laughs> yeah, he sniffs the shoes. So he, he sniffs the shoes, which he sees <laughs> as a, as an obvious sign that his wife is cheating on him. Well, he ha- uh, he has to he has to detect the other man's scent. 
I have to say that if we had to describe what Sam looked like in the movie, I'm going to uh-huh. make a really another Canadian obscure reference that you might understand here, Mo. But Maybe. I think he looks like Jeff the Mannequin from the kids' show today. Today's special, special. yeah, he, yeah. He, absolutely, he absolutely does. I was going to say he looks like a less psychotic Nick Cage. He looks, you know, he does have a Nick Cage look. To his face, there's no doubt but about he it, especially when he does the crazy look. Yeah, but he doesn't have quite the right crazy eyes, you know? He's not the beast! Ah! Open up my eyes! eyes! Ah! He's an awful actor, but I love to hear him speak. No, he's he's not. He's not an awful actor. He's, he's brilliant. This is our first argument here, Mo. He, he's <laughs> brilliant in his own way. <laughs> Hey, if you're if you're if you're a police officer wearing those kind of underwear, you better be ready to shoot. <laughs> wait, wait, well, that sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was obviously ready to shoot. He was so, loaded. <laughs> so Sam points the gun at the both of them, and uh, this is one of those movies and I've seen this time and time again where they don't have uh, like a prop gun. So all they do is dub in some sound effects. <laughs> yeah, it's it, some guy know, off camera going bang bang. <laughs> that's what it really really resembled yeah that that one in particular like later gunshots in the movie sounded fine but for some reason that one was really awful yeah though hey it was hilarious that's all i care absolutely so he killed them and then he goes insane just like you said immediately immediately crazy there's no there's no like build up to it or anything he's immediately goes insane and like and, and he starts uh, he starts going on about like all daytime horrors and like which is my favorite part of the entire movie when he goes on about this. I can't believe there's you know you know and then like uh, he picks up one of them and he and he says to her something like something like you know of 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 course you don't feel that way you're a daytime whore. What was his problem? I don't know. Maybe he didn't like daytime whores. <laughs> you know, or of course you know the area. <laughs> you're a daytime whore, but he you know he calls her a daytime whore, which is. Like, that's what I'm going to start calling people, like, when I really want to insult them. I mean, that is her official title. So oh, yeah, like, she's daytime horror. And, like, she yeah. didn't even blink at it when when, she, when he called her that either. Like, like he's clearly insane. And she's he's just, getting a lot of suggestions that he's not only insane, but that he's going to kill her. But she doesn't really catch she doesn't. Re- she doesn't respond correctly at all to any of it. It's just, it's, it's um, like, blank slate. Like, she's uh, maybe mildly retarded. Yeah, and he, he, he must have went to the Grand Theft Auto school of picking up prostitutes because uh, he takes her to, like, a back alley. It's <laughs> this is one it, of my favorite parts of the whole movie. But it's, not, but it's not really a back alley. It's just behind a dumpster because you see the cars driving by. You know, you can hear people opening and closing doors and, like, talking behind them. I mean, like, this is, like, a populated area. This isn't even, like, like it's not even secluded. I like to think it's just in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just in some parking lot, like maybe like behind a restaurant or something. There's just a there's just a dumpster there. He just tells her to lay down on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when she says the first time that she seems uh, to be disagreeing with him in any way, he throws down like like an old rag onto the ground. Yeah, here's a here's a blanket. Lay on it. Okay. And she does. She lays down. Lays right down. 
and he pulls out some rope, <laughs> and he ties her to some pipes there, and she, instead of going, hey, this guy might be trying to kill me, she goes, ooh, kinky. <laughs> She's just like, this is going to cost you more. <laughs> uh, there's that part while he's doing this that um, she asks, uh, what's your pleasure? And he goes, head. And that's uh, that's supposed to be a little bit of foreshadowing oh, about yeah. what's, uh, what's going to be coming up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um... This is, by the way, there's a, there's a little bit of nudity in this movie. The first bit of it uh, occurs right here in this scene where he pulls her uh, top no, down after no, no, she's no. all tied up. Nope. Ruthie. Oh, that, that's right. You see his wife earlier. Yeah, you see Ruthie's tits. And actually, there, yes. I, there was something I wanted to mention about that scene real quick, too. Was that There's a point where, like, there's this really weird angle where you're kind of, like, looking in between the two of them. And it's a very porn angle. And, and, and like, he he starts to, like, put his hand down her underpants, you know? And, uh, and he must have realizes that he's not actually going to fuck her and and pull <laughs> and pulls him back up and and like and for a split second the very I remember the I vividly remember this the first time I'm like I'm like holy shit am I actually watching a porn you know yeah I know I know exactly yeah. the moment that you're talking about yeah and it does kind of cross that line between hey this is a movie we're all having fun too oh my god that guy's gonna stick his finger up her ass or something. <laughs> so uh, he has this whore. I, I hate to call her that. She seems really nice. Yeah, but you have uh, to because that's what that's what Sam calls her the entire. Yes. That, that's what he calls yes. everybody. Any woman in the movie, he calls them whore, and it's the, it's so great. And he stabs her through the uh, the chin, so he stabs upwards through the chin. Yeah. Now this is the first indication, except for the the shooting at the beginning. This is actually the first visible gore that we see, and despite yeah. the fact that it doesn't look at all real. It's the violence that you see here, the the gore, is very much in kind of the the Halloween funhouse type tradition. So it doesn't look real at all, but that's actually makes it kind of more enjoyable to watch because there's still a lot of it. I mean, this is a very violent movie, almost a surprisingly, almost a shockingly violent movie in some ways. Yeah, I got I got to agree with you on that one. I, you know, because when it starts off and you and you know, like you almost get the impression like they're gonna they're gonna pull all of their punches, you know, and uh, like with that first murder with that, with the, exactly. with the gun. And, and then when he kills this bitch, it's like, holy shit, you know? And then they, yeah, they really, they really kind of ramp up the violence from there, but let's, let's, now, let's whoa, continue. She's not a bitch. She's a whore. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, I mean, what we're talking about look, right now. Look, look, is... I'm, look, I'm divorced. All, all women are bitches and whores to me. You're one step away from Sam, I think. Yeah, I just need I just need I just need to find somebody cheating on me and then go crazy. She's gotta have terrible hair. Anyway, so he stabs her through the chin and then he actually drinks some of her blood because he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's the first time he really gives that Nicolas Cage crazy face. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like we were just talking about in terms of the, the, the gore, he ties a rope around her foot. Yeah. Uh, this is like one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. So yeah, he ties yeah. a rope around her foot and he ties the other the other end of it to the the bumper of his car <laughs> and it takes and then, off <laughs> and he drives off and he just pulls the light comes off like it's attached. like it's nothing <laughs> like, right, like it's not even attached to her at all like it was a wooden leg or something and it just boom and she, he just drives down the road with the leg trailing behind him it is amazing yeah he kind of he kind of goes like a lot farther down the road with the leg than i was even expecting him to like but you but the thing is like he doesn't really do anything with the body, I kind of realized. I, I'm just thinking about it. Uh, because afterwards, you see him throw out the leg, but he doesn't do anything with the body. No, no, he just leaves it there. Just sitting uh, there. We, we didn't mention that uh, while he was threatening her while she was on the ground, he, he pulled out the decapitated head of <laughs> yeah. Ruthie. Yes. Uh, 
Which, despite what we said before, it, it looks super fake. I mean, you're talking yeah. paper mache. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's like paper mache coated in latex. It's it's really, really poor. And this is going to be a, a kind of repeated theme throughout the movie. He's going to be carrying uh, Ruthie's head that's, with him. That's right, because because the very next scene after uh, after he tosses the leg, possibly one of the best lines in the movie. Uh, well, I should say one of the best lines in the movie, filled with great lines. Uh, he he walks into a bar and he goes he goes, "Hey, bartender, yeah, give me a drink and give this bitch one too." He puts the head up on the bar. <laughs> and then he just shoots and then the, he shoots the bartender. <laughs> then he shoots then he shoots the bartender and then he says and then he has the greatest follow up line too where he goes he goes Come on, let's get out of here. This place is too noisy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I mean we we we've had just kind of two uh quick sequences of violence. Well, that's followed up by a good 5 or 6, maybe even 10 minutes of him just walking around. Yeah. Really? It shows him walking around like casinos and things like that. Not inside, like outside on the street. Well, I, I had made a, I had made a note about that. I, I had noticed that like when he's not murdering people, the movie almost takes on this quality as if it was like a travel log. You know, it's 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 like. You know, it's like, come visit beautiful Las Vegas, <laughs> you know, because it's really, I mean, because you're just kind of following him around, walking down the street, you know, you know, they, clearly you can hear the horns honking in the background, trying to piss off the guy behind the camera. People staring directly at the camera yeah, people there's just people walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's clearly, clearly he's just walking around with like tourists, you know. And uh, yeah, so and then there's this really great scene where they just do this like, this kind of like headshot, you know a like close up headshot of him just like staring for like a minute and a half. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite shots in the entire movie because it's just it's There's just a him staring while he's doing kind of this travelogue aspect yeah, yeah. Uh, with him talking to the severed head. Uh, oh, there's also a really quick moment where uh, a kid tries to uh, ask him what time <laughs> And he has the head in the passenger seat. Yeah. <laughs> What's great is that all of these kind of exchanges uh, are obviously just him kind of fucking around and, and saying whatever comes to mind. Because yeah. he says exactly what anyone would say, where he kind of is like exacerbating. He goes, oh, you've lost your head over the whole situation. <laughs> Ruth, how could you have cheated on me? Now look what you made me do. You made me kill all these people. I don't understand. And and now look, you've lost your head over the whole situation. I don't understand. Hey, mister, what time is it? Hey, don't you know not to interrupt people while they're talking? Get out of here, you brat. Get out. Go. Why are you and me? Dead brat. Just so dumb. <laughs> It's glorious in this movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because we're talking about these kind of awful puns and weird kind of stupid lines, which could have come from some of these earlier movies that we looked at, yeah. but it's it's just kind of the general feeling that this movie kind of promotes that, that makes it a lot more enjoyable to watch because it's kind of unhinged, not to mention the big <clears throat> moments are so big. Well, you know what You know what this this movie is, is like, a, like a more well-known movie that this movie is easily comparable to, all, although not nearly as good, is uh, like video violence. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely in that mold. Oh, without a doubt. Now, uh, this is our transition <laughs> yeah. to, to the second kind of chapter of the movie. 
Um, now, the movie itself, just like all of the ones that we've covered so far, it doesn't really reach the length of an actual film. I think this one's about 75 minutes, something this one's, like this that. One, this one's a little longer than, than normal. I think it actually is just barely within the actual feature-length film length. I think, it's, yeah, I, think it's, I think it's just about 75 minutes long. Okay, so 75 minutes. This is the part where we're finally, I'm, I'm sure you were all were wondering when we were going to get to it, we finally get introduced to the beautiful ladies of oil wrestling. And... and Boy, howdy, are we introduced. Holy shit. <laughs> what it is, is that it's a house, and uh, all of these oil wrestlers, not dressed as oil wrestlers, just dressed as women. Actually, they, are, they, actually, they are kind of dressed like oil wrestlers. I mean, they're, yeah, not, they're not covered in oil, but I mean, yeah, they, they, they look like what, what oil wrestlers, I would assume, dress like in their day-to-day lives. Yeah, well, again, I don't have a lot of experience with oil wrestling. Well, that's uh, your fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't lived. That's my problem. You're hanging with the wrong women. The oil freezes here, and you just can't enjoy it. Um, it's, it's, you, you, you wrestle on ponds around here. That's what so they're all just kind of getting together at someone's house yeah. uh, in, in order to... Well, one of them, Barbara. Barbara's uh, pregnant. Who's, she's pregnant. She's really pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will come into play later, so remember that. <laughs> remember, Barbara, pregnant. So Barbara is there, and uh, her friends, uh, uh, sort of friends, come in, and... Uh, they're just getting together. They're going to watch the live oil wrestling broadcast that's going to be happening on television in about an hour. You know, if this was modern times, if this movie was made in modern times, you would refer to them as her frenemies. Yes, they really are kind of her frenemies. They're very, they're very catty. Yeah, catty is the word. They're really bitchy about this pregnant woman. They're calling her a whore, and they're they're uh, not a daytime whore, like daytime whore. No, no, no. Like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're calling her like the like the low class whore. Yeah, that, that she doesn't even know who the father is. None of this is going to come into play, by the way. It's yep. just women being, being kind bitchy. of nasty. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just kind of awful to each other. Women being uh, women. Hey, now. I'm just saying, women. I love women, but, you know, uh, despite my previous comments, you know, but yeah. What, I mean, what if it says, somebody ought to harpoon that whale? Yeah. <laughs> somebody ought to harpoon that whale. <laughs> such a whore. Which yeah, I thought was a really mean thing to say. No, they say a lot of really, really mean things. And it's not just to Barbara either. Like, anytime one of them leaves, the rest of them gang up on that one. I mean, it's it's pretty funny. Like, because like, Barbara apparently has, like, a roommate or somebody else who, who was already there. And, like, she was also a wrestler. And they're like, oh, no wonder she lost so many matches, you know? And it's like, and they were constantly making fun of how stupid they thought she was. And, I mean, actually, later on, they actually start making fun of that particular friend to her face. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> You know, we kind of glazed over the idea that they're all waiting around to watch a live broadcast of oil wrestling from New York. Yep. Like, like they're in Las Vegas. They're going to watch some live oil wrestling from New York. Yeah. Uh, where, where, by the way, I don't want to give too much away about the broadcast, but it starts with three other oil wrestlers all saying they wish they could be at the party that they are at currently. Yep. As, as if, I mean, the idea that you're going to send this private message to the live broadcast... <laughs> Anyway, well, that's what. So, that, but that, but the guy gave them the open invitation to it. He said, he said, like he even went out of his way to say, "Is there anybody in Las Vegas you'd like to say hi to right now?" <laughs> that has a very specific audience. That, uh, that yeah. oil wrestling program. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they have to kill some time, and when I say they, I mean the oil wrestlers, but I also mean the uh, the the producers and creators of this film. Yeah. They need to kill some time, and they do it by having these women sit on the floor. And uh, first, before they do anything else, they need to get something to eat. So what would be the natural choice 
uh, for uh, for some uh, some snacks. Well, I got half. I got half. I actually, actually, uh, I went ahead and brought brought the snack with me. Uh, here, I'll give you a hint as to what the first half is. Okay, so there we got that. <laughs> Delicious beer. Delicious beer and donuts. Beer and donuts. The beer and donuts. Beloved by hot oil wrestlers. And I believe one of them even kind of scoffs and says, oh, breakfast of champions. <laughs> At least she's got the right attitude about it. Now, we should mention that Barbara, being pregnant, does not partake in the uh, beer. She, no, no, has, she has milk. <laughs> she has milk instead to go with, apparently, a shitload of donuts. Because they make fun of her for that, too. Because they, they haven't done enough of that. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of their friends comes in, and she has uh, just come from New York, and has brought some gifts including uh, 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 some outfits for them to, in the future, wear uh, while hot oil wrestling. And they're just bikinis. Yeah, i.e. bikinis. <laughs> yeah, so it's just an excuse for them to show these women dress up in bikinis. Now, which, I mean, I'll take, whatever. Yeah, right. exactly. Free free bikinis, hey, no problem. But the thing that surprised me was when Barbara walked out in the bikini, and not the fact that the, this pregnant woman walked out in a bikini, but the fact that I was as turned on as I was by Barbara walking out in that bikini. Now, she's not exactly a good-looking woman, but... She's got weird... She's... I don't want to be offensive here. Well, I'll, I'll be offensive. She's what they call a 20-footer, whereas, like, from a distance, she looks okay. But once you get close up, you're like, holy shit. And we'll see her close up. Yeah, and we do see her close up, and we see her very, you know, very close up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something very controversial here. Please. I'm going to actually disagree with you, Mo. I think we're going to get into it here. <laughs> I think pregnant women are gross. <laughs> Particularly this pregnant woman. Uh, no, I know they're beautiful and, and you know, the life. The, there's life inside of them. It's an amazing miracle. I get all that. Yeah. But I just they kind of creep me out a little bit because I always feel like there's some sort of alienness to it. Oh, there like, is, yeah. Like, yeah, like there's some sort of weird kind of creature that's, it's it's kind of taken over their body, well, and know, it's all just kind of burst out, and there's going to be blood and piss and shit everywhere. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's... ultimately, ultimately, there is all of that stuff, and and it does come out of a very gentle place, and you know, and it's and it's very disappointing when it actually comes out. But but uh, you know, being the the father of two and having seen my my ex wife pregnant, you know, like like you you sort of get this like uh, I don't know what the term is, but um. I don't know this this uh, enjoyment out of out of seeing a woman pregnant, and maybe uh, maybe I just don't like women. <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe. Well, I'll tell you, there's good looking women out there, but there are no Michael Fassbender. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just making that statement a blanket statement for all. <laughs> so they're, they're drinking beer and they're eating donuts. Breakfast of Champions, yeah. and then kind of time starts to speed up. It's it's got they get caught in some time uh, some kind of time warp, and uh, and the time is up, and their program begins. Yeah, because they, they, you know, because when they start the card game, there's, they keep going on and on about how there's about an hour left until until this this program is going to start, and then it's like 15 minutes later, <laughs> you know, of them playing cards in real time. That I mean, this um, card game, I know we already talked about it, but it is. Ridiculous! It is so crazy because the truth or dare game, by the way, it, it, the questions are things like, I dare you to drink this whole glass of beer or you haven't watched her do it. Yeah, or or it's like, uh, do you remember when you had that girl in a leg lock, you know, or like you had your, her head, head between your legs. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I have a lot of respect for the physicality of oil wrestling, but uh, <laughs> as we're going to get into in a moment, because we're just about to, to talk about the actual segment that shows it, 
I had no idea what I was in for, man. I thought it was like going to be in maybe not a ring, but certainly maybe a tub yeah, of yeah. some sort uh, with very visible oil and kind of, you know, maybe. Uh, let's just talk about what it is. Yeah. It's in a bar. It's in a bar. Um, so live, live broadcast from a bar. Somewhere. Yeah, and like there's like four guys, you know, I, like like I don't really get this, but there really there's like four guys in the bar. The bar is completely empty. They're hooting uh, and hollering. They're hooting and hollering. They they're loving it, but uh, but it seems like what they did was they took a black tarp and like put it over a bunch of pillows. You yeah, know? I guess that's what it is because it's it's obviously some sort of soft landing. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a bunch of garbage bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like they're it's like they're they're you know they they emptied out a dumpster and they're they're wrestling on the trash, and uh, I mean and you can see that there's a sheen to the to the tarp, you know. So obviously there's some kind of oil on there, but it really doesn't play into the wrestling as much as I was actually expecting it to. Like like when I hear the term oil wrestling, like I kind of think of like. You know, of like that scene in Stripes with the mud wrestling, where they're in a right. pit and it's filled with mud. Like, I, or or that scene in Old School where they're old school, exactly yeah, right. you know, where they're in a tub full of lube. You know, you're my boy, Blue. In this case, there's two women, but the oil, like you said, it's just on the trash bag or the yeah. carpets. So it looks like it's really difficult to keep your footing because it's really slick everywhere. But the women are not that oiled up at all. No. And then I, if, I have to say, very disappointed by the hot oil wrestling. It didn't even look that hot. It, yeah, exactly. It's like it kind of made me wonder, like, what they were talking about when they said hot. Because, like, do they mean like the oil's hot, or do they mean like the girls are hot? Because either way, it's not entirely true. Well, I mean, it, uh, you couldn't call the girls hot because they're already beautiful. You can't <laughs> have beautiful and hot. That just doesn't make any sense. So yeah. that's ludicrous. Of course. Um, so anyway, they, they this. This goes on, by the way, for probably six or seven minutes. Two matches, two long matches. Too long. Of women. And, and we're not talking, I mean, it's wrestling, but it's just women falling on each other. And I almost hate to say this, Mo, and I, I, please feel free to edit this out, <laughs> but there's a, there's a woman in the second match. Oh my god, are you talking about the woman with the, the fat ass and the, and the half shirt? She and she has that Katie Lang haircut from yeah, yeah. 93. I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, she's, I, I, I don't mean to say that it's, it's bad that She's kind of mannish, but the kind of the whole purpose of this hot oil wrestling is that it's it, not that it's interesting in a physicality sort of way. They're not doing wrestling moves. They're just falling on each other, and it is weird and uncomfortable to watch. Well, let, let uh, me let me let me put it this way: Do you remember the gorgeous ladies of wrestling? Of course. Okay. Well, even they had Big Bad Mama. Sure. So maybe she's just their Big Bad Mama. Well, she was the heel in this uh, in this particular. Oh, without case a doubt, without a doubt. Because I hated looking at her, and I uh, hated that match because it just kept going on and on. It was way and too what long. Was the greatest thing about it is that when it ends, and uh, and the the women are who are watching it, they kind of they they look at it in awe, talking about how it, they're glad that that one aired because it's one of the best matches that they ever had. <laughs> it was one angle, one camera pointed in one direction. Women falling on each other while, while two guys go, woo, yeah, great. And Basically. that's the whole thing. Basically. And, I, and even I have to admit that if I saw something like that in real life, like like I was able to sit next to the ring and watch said wrestling, like I'd probably hoot and holler too because, I mean, it's, you know, it's women half naked, you know, 20 feet in front of you. 
But, well, let uh, me introduce you to something called the internet, where you can see <laughs> lots of women doing a lot more interesting things than falling on each other that, any minute of any day. Well, I mean, uh, I, I could also introduce myself to my own life, where on a regular basis I get to see more interesting things than that. But, but I'm the type of guy who enjoys things happening in front of him. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's an event. Even if it's a shitty event, it's still an event. You could get a daytime horror and probably get a much better show as well. You know, that's, um, that's a good point. That's a good point. Daytime horns. Well, Especially if you tie your leg to the back of the car. <laughs> fair, fair play. Well, I, I drive a scooter, so I don't know if I'd co- <laughs> be able to... to co- that would be amazing. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to quite get up the, uh, the, the amount of speed to pull a leg off, but, yeah, maybe. You may be wondering at this point, by the way, uh, what happened to Sam? Uh, I mean, the, the first half of the movie seemed to really be about him, but it really seems to be focusing on hot oil wrestlers at this point. Sam. Sam is outside. He's actually looking through the windows, he's, watching he's, these women. He's very playing stalker, like. yeah. yeah. And there's even, there, there's even that great scene where they kind of cut to his point of view, and he's talking, and he's like, Look at all those stupid whores. I'll get them. I'll get every last one of them. <laughs> you know, and he's, and he's just being really creepy. And then, a, I don't know, man. like in most cases, if you're looking through the window of a person's house and you see women in there, and you start calling them whores. You're really off. You're being really misogynistic and shitty. But these women, I mean, they are hot oil wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not, not prostitution or anything, but they're really kind of. I don't know. I don't want to be too judgmental about it. But that's <laughs> a weird way to make your living. So these women, by the way, we have, we're not going to jump into any sort of bloodbathness right now. First, they need to follow up their beer and donuts with another snack. With a little pizza. With some pizza. Why not? Why not follow up your donuts with some pizza? So a pizza guy who might have been a homeless person that they paid to be in the movie, Cl- he's weird. He's he very cl- He clearly has brain issues. But I love I love his hair. Like like he, that's the best thing about him is he's got this like mop top, and it and, and really it's the epitome of like if if I say the word mop top and you imagine what that looks like in your head, that's what this dude's hair looks like. It's it's very uh, like late sixties, you know, homeless hippie, and uh, and then there's this great part where he kind of like parts his hair right down the middle and like puts it behind his ears you know and you finally get to see his face and that's when he realized yeah there's definitely something wrong with this dude who is it who is it observation about this dude. I have to ask you, Mo, because you might know more about this than I do, because I'm Canadian, obviously, <laughs> in a much different place than yourself. The, the pizza that he gives them, it's in a <laughs> pizza box that's just sort of kind of flapped over. Is that how people deliver pizza in some parts of the States? No. <laughs> it no. looked like they just took like a half pizza box out of the trash. Yeah, they, they and... clearly took a piece of cardboard and bent it in half. Yeah, it was weird. It did not look like how you would expect a pizza box to be. Yeah. And the pizza itself was very bizarrely cut. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, but then again, this is also Las Vegas. They're not exactly known for their pizza, you know. I, I mean, where where I not? well, where where I'm from, I mean, like th- this is like pizza snob capital of the world, you know. I mean, I'm in I'm in in Connecticut. We've got New Haven style pizza, which, in my very humble opinion, is the best pizza in the world. You know, I mean, and, and I'm right next door to New York, and you've got the New York style pizza, which a lot of other people argue is the best style of pizza in the world. But but so I know what pizza looks like and that's well, I, mean, basically, I don't have a strong opinion about za uh I, except for wanting to call it that i have a very strong opinion about people who call it that <laughs> 
dude, we were enjoying some za. Uh, yeah, no, man. This, this, it, it just looked weird. It looked, it looks fucking it, weird. It looked off. And and they ordered two, uh, so they sent the uh, pizza guy. He was like, "Whoa, oh, okay. I'll be right back." I'll be right back. Okay. And he leaves, never to be seen again. Never again. So that was a completely useless scene. I'm guessing that these women actually did order pizza and they decided, hey, let's put that in the movie since they already had them drinking beer and playing poker. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what, though? I mean, like I, like, I still find it very hard to believe that he would still show up in a pizza, you know, wrapped, you know, in a piece of cardboard kind of folded over itself. I mean, that's no way to treat a pizza. Filthy hobo pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they get a knock, another knock on the door. One of the oil wrestlers uh, uh, answers it, and it's Sam. He's back in the movie. Triumphant return. His triumphant return. And so I'm so glad because things were dragging a little bit with all that oil wrestling, but things are about to pick up big time. Yeah, when when you when you get to when you get to that point where they're where they're eating the pizza and like you know I mean and and they're like encouraging Barbara to eat the rest of the sausages that was left on the that was thing. that's gross man I mean yeah. I watched that and I felt like really uncomfortable watching her watching them kind of titter over the fact that she's bent over eating these little pieces of sausages yeah. it's weird it it's was really it was really disturbing yeah I I didn't I didn't particularly like that and by that point like that was the one quite literally the one one moment in the film where I was like, wow, this really needs to get, we need to get past this. I mean, it, it made me, and I'm just going to say that this is what I thought. It's not necessarily the implication. Uh, director David Schwartz, in this case, I think he might have some sort of weird pregnancy fetish thing going on Maybe. because they just spend a little bit too much time on it. They do. And they, yeah, they spent a lot of time talking about the pregnant woman and, you know, just like having excuses to have the pregnant woman in. But then he does, you know, but then, and then we get Sam comes back in. Let's, Sam's back. Thank goodness. Let's Sam get back to the back blood. Right. Let's get back to the bloodbath. Now, the, it, 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 it's going to kick up a notch because he comes in and uh, they're all very scared because he has a gun. Mm-hmm. And he uh, tells one of them to uh, tie a rope around the entirety of the rest of the hot oil wrestling. Yeah. This is. And I mean, even in the movies we've seen, we've seen some bad jobs of people tying knots. This is the worst I've ever seen. One of the women actually has her knees pulled up to herself. (laughs) She's wrapping the rope around her knees, so all she'd have to do is straighten the leg, and it would be so loose she could just walk. I mean, it's it's goofy. But better than all of this is that when he comes in, he goes, back to back, you too, preggy. Yeah, 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 and then he calls her Preggy. The or you know he he, he either calls her Preggy or Pregny, like the entire rest of the time that she's around. So she does a shitty job of tying, and it seems like he gets kind of frustrated watching her do that. So Do it he, faster. Uh, yeah, that's right, and I think he's legitimately frustrated. <laughs> um, so he takes Barbara uh, upstairs. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, the dangerous upstairs. In fact, he says something like, we're going to play upstairs. <laughs> he says something like, we're going to play gynecology upstairs. No, no, no. He's, uh, no, he says, we're going to play obstetrics and gynecology. We're going to play obstetrics and gynecology. Get up there. That's yeah. right. Obstetrics and gynecology. And they go into the bedroom and he lays her down on it. And man, this scene. This is the go-to scene. If you only need to see... Well, if you're only going to see one scene in the movie, it would be that one where he shoots the bartender. If you're going to see two... <laughs> This right here is where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. He 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 has a little. I don't know if you want to use the term fun with her at first. You know, he 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 undoes her top and gets the, them titties out, and and she's got the biggest fucking nipples I've ever seen. Look at the size of those silver dollars. Look at the size of those silver dollars. And they're not like silver dollars. I mean, those are like pancakes. I mean, they're huge. 
don't know. want to spend too much time talking about her nipples. I do. They are <laughs> massive. I mean, they are gigantic. But she's, you know, she's super fucking pregnant. And, yeah, she, she really and is. And it's, like I said, kind of gross. Just my opinion. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so he goes out of his way and he gets he gets all of her clothes off. And then, uh, and then he does exactly what I was not expecting him to do. Like, I was almost kind of expecting him to just kind of, like, tie her up and leave her up there because she's pregnant. Maybe he has a heart. And so, uh, He does hallucinate first, by the way. We should mention that as well. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. He's, he, yeah he, he, you know what? And that's probably the reason. I think maybe he intended on being nice to her. I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving him too much credit. But, yeah, you're right. He, he hallucinates, and he starts seeing... Um, her as Ruthie and Ruthie's pregnant and then Ruthie starts going on about how you know she's going to have a baby but it's not his. It's not yours. Yeah, and, he, and, and then he goes crazy. Now before we talk about how he goes crazy I just want to mention the kind of style of this room. This room is a bedroom like you would expect it to be. Yeah. But the walls are a little funny. The walls appear to be covered in some sort of white paper. Uh, huh. Like they do not look like how a normal like painted wall would look like. There's something. <laughs> I think that this is a room that they didn't necessarily want to get messy. Well, and no, that's comes... no, no, that's obvious because when she gets on the bed, there's the crinkle crankle of uh, of either like uh, of like you know like butcher paper to like soak up the fake blood or. Um, or in, there might just be a like a rubber lining on the uh, like a plastic lining on the mattress. But yeah, there's definitely something on the bed too. That, that yeah, it, it was pretty clear from the moment she sat down that they that there that something messy was going to happen in this room, and that they didn't necessarily have the right to do anything messy in that room. Exactly. Now, oh, tell us what happened. Oh, this is this is. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm at a loss for words. No, uh, so so yeah, so he starts flipping out uh, even more so, and he he gets a knife and he cuts down the side of of Pregni's belly, you know, and removes the baby. He pulls the baby out. Pulls it right out. And she dies immediately. So yeah. no worries there. Yeah, yeah, she dies. No screaming. No nothing. She just <laughs> dies. She's just dead, and he holds it up like in like the fucking air in one like hand. like fucking Simba in the Lion King. And he holds it up, and he's he's wiggling his own hand because what he has is like a little rubber baby doll with yep. like an umbilical cord hanging down. Yeah. It's covered in blood, and he's just hold, he's just wiggling it to make it look more alive. <laughs> And then and he does, then he, and then he does the greatest thing ever. I mean, obviously, if you like kids, it's not the greatest thing ever. But I who mean, likes as, kids? as far as far as like as far as like terrible things you can do in a horror movie, this is probably the greatest. But he takes it and just chucks it at the wall. <laughs> it leaves this great blood stain. <laughs> it really wall. does. This... I, this is this was the biggest laugh for me in the movie. Now I had been laughing pretty much nonstop for this entire movie to begin with, but when he tosses that baby like right into the corner of the wall, it leaves that like leaves that like long streak of <laughs> blood where the baby hits. I, like I, I I like almost crapped myself <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's it's one of the greatest moments in low budget filmmaking it, I think ever. It's it really a, is. It's a amazing. Point. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I think I mean obviously there are a lot of people out there who you know, like I know people who can't watch anything, you know, when it comes to like babies or kids and you know and, and, and I like when it comes to real shit with babies and kids, yeah, I'm the same way. But like stuff like this where it's so obvious and it's so like low budget and fake and ridiculous that like I just find this shit so entertaining. Yeah, and, yeah. Let's let's yeah, I mean this does not look real at all. No, it's, no, no. It's amusing because it looks so fake. Yeah. But it's also it's also kind of a, a, a sign that, hey, 
this movie will go anywhere. We have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. And, and, and that's that. I, I remember when I originally watched it, that, that was the moment when I fell in love with the movie. Like, I was starting to worry about, like, I was, oh, man, I hope this movie is going to pick up, you know, because we just had, you know, 15 minutes of, of oil wrestlers. You know, but yeah, when he when he tossed that baby against the wall, I said, "Yep, I, it, I love this movie." <laughs> and uh, this also marks the point where uh, it's it's the beginning of the sequence where he starts taking these hot oil wrestlers upstairs one at a time, yeah. and and killing them in, uh, in various ways. Exactly, and they just get and they get. I mean, they don't really get any more interesting. I mean, really, he should have done the pregnant woman last. But, um, you know, because it was the most interesting kill. But I think maybe at the same time it was probably good that he did it when he did because the movie was, you know, starting to uh, to wane a little bit. And, and, it, exactly. and it brought people Absolutely. it brought people right back in and it, and it gave you this idea of, like, what the fuck is he going to do next? There is some interesting stuff that happens next. I mean, it, not, you're right, not as interesting as that. He takes another one upstairs. He smacks her until she uh, falls unconscious. These women go unconscious really easily. By yeah, the way. you'd you'd think that a bunch of oil wrestlers would be a little tougher. Well, I mean, I guess that says a little bit about the quality of the beautiful ladies of oil wrestling. I know. Um, and he grabs an electric drill and he drills her head. I love that scene, by the way, because the way they do it is actually very clever. Uh, I mean, it's not good, but it's but it's clever. You know, like they they you know they show him and he's drilling into her head, and they have a, they have a long bolt in, and then they cut back to him and he's doing the Nicolas Cage face, and then they cut back and they, and and he's got he's got the drill on her head again, but the shorter bolt, so it looks like it's farther, like it's in her head. You know, and then they cut away again, and then they cut back, and there's no bolt at all, and he's just pressing the drill up to her head, and, and you know, and it, and it looks like he drilled into her head. I mean, it's 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 a it was a very clever, low budget way of showing somebody get their head drilled into. I mean, frankly, Mo, if you or I were going to try to do that same effect, that's pretty much exactly the same way we would have done it. I mean, no, I would have just... just murdered somebody. <laughs> She was she was the nicest one, by the way, who got her head drilled. She yeah. just seemed like a really nice oil wrestler. <laughs> she you was know, the one who served him the food. As far like as that. as far as oil wrestlers are concerned, yeah, he she seemed she seemed nice. I gotta be honest, I'm feeling bad because earlier I said that they were really just one step uh, up from whores. Oil wrestlers <laughs> are all right. I mean, they seem nice. I don't even know if it's still a profession, but uh, it's gotta anyway, be somewhere. From me, sweet back to all of the hot oil wrestlers who may be listening. You're not whores. Don't let anyone call you whores. Daytime whores. Especially Duck. Especially me. Especially because I don't... What do I know? I don't know anything about women. I said so last time. <laughs> I may not know anything about women, but I know about whores. I know I know a lot about Michael Fassbender, but nothing about women. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he, he kills this one with a drill, uh, brings another one upstairs, and she tries to uh, run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is actually kind of confusing because she she doesn't get away, and then she does somehow run down the stairs and out the door. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, and he shoots her. I mean, at least you hear gunshots, and yeah. uh, she she's she's dead. Uh, not a very interesting one in this case. But then comes my I guess in the rankings of great moments in this movie. Then comes number three, and in some days. It might even be number one for me. He are, takes, we, are we talking about... Wait, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We're talking about the bathroom. Okay, okay. In okay. this case. Yeah, yeah. So, so he uh, knocks another one unconscious, and he carries her upstairs, and he puts her on the bathroom floor for a moment at first, and then he tosses her in the, the tub. Yeah, he puts her in the tub. And uh, and he's, like, kind of talking to her and chatting, and she's kind of chatting back and forth. <laughs> it's a very casual conversation for somebody who's about to die. 
Well, she doesn't know that she's about to die. Oh, that's true. That's not, that's true because well, because he says he says to her, uh, you know, like don't struggle or I won't and I won't hurt you. Yeah, which is hard to believe since he just killed uh, three of her friends just moments ago, and, and at least a gunshot was something that she actually heard. Yeah. So the great greatest dialogue in this movie, my opinion, of course, mm-hmm. happens at this point where he asks her what she does for a living. Yep. So tell me, what do you do for a living? And she says that she's a hot oil wrestler. And he responds with Ruth loved oil wrestling. <laughs> You're, no, you're, you're absolutely right. That's maybe maybe number two or number three as far as scenes are concerned, but as far as lines are concerned, no, that's probably that's probably number two next to. When the, I think about this movie, I think about that line. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. With me, is that Ruth loved oil wrestling because um, <laughs> he's so pissed. And and I'll be uh, totally frank with you. At this point, it looks as if some of the humor that we're about to see. Uh, with that line and with certain other elements, is actually intentional. There's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek aspect to this, which really wasn't evident before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is there is a weird point where where the the I think the humor becomes intentional. Like they made like maybe they switched out a writer at the last minute and and they put in somebody who actually had a sense of humor. Maybe, maybe, or maybe they were just having too much fun making it. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Uh, he kills her with a hammer, by the way. He just uh, takes the hammer and kind of digs it into her and kills her. Yeah, it, which is weird because, like, really, when you think about, like, like of all the places you can be murdered, you know, like, the, like usually gut wounds are the ones that take the longest to die from, typically speaking. Uh, I know, I know that's the truth when it comes to, like, gunshot wounds. But, yeah, so I imagine a hammer in the gut would, would really not do a whole lot. I mean, it would, I mean... Like really, it's just you know, it's just the it's just the uh, what do they call that the the claw end of the hammer. I mean, it's not yeah, the claw end. That's that's yeah. absolutely the case. And if Reservoir Dogs taught me nothing else, is that it takes a long time to die from a stomach wound. Yeah. Um. So so, but she doesn't make any noise. She dies immediately. She d- uh, just immediately dies. Like she like it's almost like she had some kind of like terminal illness, and she was looking for an excuse to die anyway. These oil wrestlers are not as tough as I would expect. No, they're, um, they're flimsy. Uh, this is where I want to mention that uh, the the tying up of the women downstairs, uh, they've now been individually tied. Uh, at yeah. some point, he go- goes downstairs and helps with that or something. Um, and they do a few close-ups of the women, and they're supposed to look really scared. Uh, it is... One of them is laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, really laughing, like, visibly laughing when she's supposed to be terrified. The, the, another one has got, like, tears running down her face, but she's obviously not scared. Someone has just put a little bit of water on her face or yeah, a blister yeah. or something. And, and yeah, so that's that. That's what's going on there. These uh, these women, not actresses. Uh, oil wrestlers, yes. Actresses, not so much. <laughs> uh, but they're great. Yeah, they're wonderful. I mean, they, they, they certainly do their duty. Uh, and, and just to give a the next step of what's going on. Another woman gets uh, brought upstairs. Um, this actually, this is one of my favorite moments as well, where he uh, throws her on the bed. Uh, she starts to cuddle with, with, with a stuffed bunny. Um, <laughs> he comes in and when he sees her with the bunny, he gets really mad. So he takes the bunny, just slamming it against the wall. <laughs> he goes, don't fight me or I'll kill you. 
Um, what the hell is that I, thing? Yeah, that's right. Um, and he, it's great because every once in a while he'll he'll just say something, and it's very very kind of crazy. Uh, this is one of the great dialogue moments: is when he's kind of fighting her for a moment uh, and tying her down. He actually does tie her as well. He goes, uh, "Are you comfy? We try to do our best at Sammy's." Are you comfy? We try to do our best at Sammy's. Yeah, because this is—it's so obviously overdubbed. Like the this Sammy's. It's 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 brilliant. Yeah, like because uh, it's almost like a different—it's a different voice saying. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different voice. Yeah, not and and I don't know what he said uh, initially. God, Maybe I would he love made to a know. Reference to like a like a an actual hotel. Yeah, or... I would I would love to know. Yeah, well, let's watch it a hundred times in slow motion. See if we can read his lips in it. But, but they uh, don't show his lips. It's, it's from the back. That's right. It would be really difficult. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, I did track down the Facebook of the lead actor here, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if I feel comfortable contacting him about this. Oh, uh, especially after this this recording. No, I tell no. Why we're being nothing but awesome to the guy? No, if you want, send it to me. I'll ask him. All right. Yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. E- email um, me the link to email email me the link to the guy, and I will absolutely ask him because I would love to know what he's what he actually says in that scene. This is the final girl, by the way. She's she's the last of the living oil wrestlers. Oh, if that's the uh, if that's the case, then we missed then we missed a, a really awesome kill that we didn't talk about yet. There is a moment that we haven't mentioned that is a, really a highlight of the movie. It's also the funniest, like most legitimately funny part of the movie. And uh, why don't you tell us what that's all about, Mo? All right. So so I guess I, I think it's the last girl who he brings her upstairs and she somehow gets away and she runs downstairs, uh, you know, and he runs after her and he catches her. And right after he catches her. They're walking back up the back up the stairs, and I think this is sort of how it goes. But but basically, this guy kind of like knocks on the door and he pokes his head and he goes, "Hello, hello, anyone home?" Jehovah's Witness, and and Sam kicks the door in and just decapitates the dude. It's the it's like I love decapitations in movies. I Oh yeah, me too. Absolutely. Like like you know like like I don't know if I, if I've I've talked about this on Drunk on VHS. I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but I am annoying when it comes to decapitations on film. You know, like like uh, like if I'm in a theater and somebody gets decapitated, decapitated! like I'll stand up and scream. You know, and, and like it's 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 annoying. You know, but and I'll and I will do that no matter where I am, and I see a decapitation on film. So, needless to say, I'm sitting at my house watching this movie, and I just screamed. Decapitation! That, that sounds awfully irritating, Mo. Oh, it is. It's incredibly. <laughs> it, it's it's without a doubt my most annoying trait. <laughs> but he, he kicks the door, and the guy's head goes flying off, just, and just then he goes pop. You're not a witness anymore. And uh, then he says a really great line, which is. My wife used to be a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> yeah, everything like it just like it just seems to work out that everything that he's that he's doing, Ruthie was once. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. But let's go back to the last oil wrestler yes. who's tied upstairs. Uh, so he, uh, oh, while he's up and and uh, tying her up and preparing to kill her because that's <laughs> obviously what he's going to do. Uh, a kind of a random person comes into the house. Um, some guy trying, I guess he heard screams or something like that. In this case, this isn't, this isn't a cop, I don't think. It's no, he is a, a cop. He, he totally is, is a it? cop. Yeah, he absolutely is a cop. And I never would have guessed it if it wasn't for, like, when, you know, like, remember he, he when he, uh, well, let, let's continue and, and, and you know, I'll, I'll chime in at the point where, where I figured out that he was a cop. 
Okay, well, I mean, there is another cop later, but uh, this this guy picks up, a, well, he has a baseball bat with him. Oh, and, never mind, he's not a cop. Yeah, see, told you, no cop. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy comes in, and he uh, and he hits he hits him on the head with uh, a baseball bat. He has a baseball bat in his hand, and he, he, uh, he hits Sam in the head with it, uh, and knocks him unconscious for about three seconds. Obviously, he doesn't go down as easily as these hot oil wrestlers. Nope. Um, so... Sam wakes up suddenly, and he stabs the guy and kills him, yep. making his part in the movie totally superfluous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely unnecessary. And he's upset. He's so upset that he strips off all of his clothes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we get to see his dick in his underwear uh, in a really close-up fashion. Yeah, because he's, he's wearing ridiculous underwear like the guy at the beginning. Yeah, and this something about Vegas in the late '80s, man. Really ridiculous underwear. Just, just something about French cut underwear in Vegas. I, you know, it's like I mean, like I mean, granted, Sammy's wasn't as ridiculous as the guy at the beginnings. Like I mean, like the guy at the beginning, like his really could just be called a banana hammock. Whereas Sammy's, at least he's got like a French cut back, and it's not so bad. You know, like you're like you know, and you don't see his ass. You just kind of see most of his dick and balls through through the front, you know, but, um, I, well, I guess that's kind of worse. Well, his response <laughs> to being almost naked and to almost uh, having his head bashed in with a baseball bat is to do something which I don't necessarily think is possible, which is he takes his foot and he places it in this uh, woman's armpit oh, and he yeah. starts pulling on her arm and he pulls and pulls and he yanks her arm right off. And I think I think that that scene where he yanks her arm off is probably the best gore effect in the movie. It's pretty effective, I have to say. Yeah, because it because it really looks like there's like flaps of skin at the end of the arm, like he really did just pull her arm off. You know, granted the effect of at her arm looks <laughs> looks awful, but the but the uh, but the arm itself that he just pulled off looked awesome. And then he tries. He drinks some of the blood from the arm because that's what he does. Because yeah, because apparently, apparently he's he's a bloodthirsty butcher as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be a bloodbath. Yes. Um. So we're we're, uh, <laughs> we're getting we're getting to the climactic moment of the movie because uh, at this point, uh, an actual police officer, well, actual actor playing a police officer. Oh my god! In. Can I can I can I just state for the record what my note? says because i could i you know cause as i was telling you before we started recording that i left my notes at home but this note i remember i, I said i said this dude looks like like a gay club reject you know he, he looks like um what's the what's the uh the blue oyster club from police academy yeah he looks like yeah i mean he looks like a leather daddy type uh guy minus he, uh, minus the leather but yeah minus minus the leather but he also has a really great cop mustache he so does he does he does have an awesome cop mustache he looks a bit and maybe maybe this is just what my memory makes it seem like he looks a bit like tom lennon in reno 911 in that kind of really really cop way wait what i'm just goofing new boot goofing oh mm-hmm. um so, so he comes in, and uh, he's kind of looking around, and he sees some of the carnage that's going on. Uh, he, go, he like, peeks in one of the rooms and sees a body and that sort of thing. And eventually he wanders into the bathroom. Well, hold on. Sure. It was at that point when he, when he peeks into the first door, because he kind of peeks into all the doors before he finally discovers where this guy is. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it kind of dawned on me that every single door in this movie is in dire need of oiling. <laughs> oh yeah, you it's know? the squeakiest door in history. You know, and now this is a house. 
that that houses at least two oil wrestlers. Isn't it ironic <laughs> that the doors need oily when that's their profession? Uh, yes, that that is amazing. I never even considered that, but yeah, you think that. Even just kind of walking around oil, the kind of stuff that's just kind of coating their bodies yeah. at any particular time, would at least have taken care of some of these uh, these door issues. But, I mean, this isn't just a squeaky door. It's like it's stuck in a way that every little tiny movement makes a really weird sound. It's like it's like when you're trying to be discreet, and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and you need to go to the bathroom, but you don't want to wake anybody up in the house, you know? And yet, you know, it's just, it's, it's that situation where, where you know for a fact that every door you encounter is going to make the most the absolute most noise you could possibly make exactly well he, he like you said he checks all of these doors and eventually he goes into the bathroom and this is the moment where uh the the title becomes very literal very literal yeah <laughs> because uh old sammy is uh laying down in the bathtub and he's literally in a blood bath yeah. <laughs> there's there's body parts everywhere there's there's on the walls there's you know there's rubber limbs just hanging around every but this, every but this was definitely the most impressive scene of gore in the entire film like like you know so, some of those limbs almost look looked real i mean there was, it was just the accumulation of everything it, it really is kind of a strong visual yeah just because it is so i mean this this bathroom is messed up it's, it's brutal. everything has blood on it yeah there's like guts and then the only the, there was only one thing that really pulled me out of the entire scene and and, and i kind of had to like you know, it, it kind of took me out of the movie for a second, and that's hanging over the the shower bar was like a like a skeletal arm, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, when when would this guy have had time to to you know to 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 take the meat off of this bone? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Best not to think about these sort of things. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was definitely thinking way too much about the moment, but but I saw that, and I was like, yeah, you know. But 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 otherwise, yeah, I think it's probably the strongest visual in the film. Now his arms are way up in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the know, yeah, because the cop because the cop says to him, because this is the police, you know, uh, put your hands in the air. And of course you hear from the bathroom, he goes, Oh no, officer, oh no, yeah, my, I have my hands are in the air. <laughs> and he comes in and his hands are in the air in a very unnatural way. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to bother the police officer at all. <laughs> yeah, it does, it, the, the cop doesn't even seem to notice that the, that the that the guy's arms aren't necessarily connected at his shoulders. <laughs> or that his hands look particularly feminine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he goes, I lied. And he and pulls he, out a gun because his arms are actually under the water. <laughs> and he shoots the cop. Uh. It's great. And, uh, well, it's great in a really ridiculous way because the two arms are obviously not his arms. Yeah. They're uh, the arms of, of one of his victims that he's pinned up onto the wall to make them look like his own arms. Yeah, like they're, uh, in, they're in his shirt, you know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a fine moment in cinema. It's, it's, re it's really, it really kind of brilliant. <laughs> and then we get the last shot of the movie, and this, this is something, this is like Bergman, this is something where he says, there's no one left. And then he stares directly at the camera. Well, you, well, you, like for a second, I thought he was going to take himself out. Like I thought he was going to kill himself. You know, I, it seemed like it would make sense. Yeah, that, that he would. But and then no, and then he gets crazy eyes and looks right at the camera. Roll credits. Fiend. Yeah, the theme song. Yeah, so he's looking right into our soul, judging us. I mean, <laughs> we're only one uh, infidelity away from being a mass ridiculous hot oil wrestler murderer just like this guy. Well, I was kind of I was kind of almost expecting him to say something really stupid like, "Well, there's you." <laughs> you know, like pointing at the camera, <laughs> you know. 
oh man, I wish that had happened. Actually. That would have <laughs> that would have been that that would have been kind of a brilliant you know a brilliant way to end that film. But you know, no judgment. I I think the way they ended it was perfect. You know, it's uh, it, it was a really it was a really great way to show just how crazy he was, and yeah, it worked. Yeah, so we get the, the closing theme song of the movie, and it is amazing. And I'm sure you're going to be able to hear it at some point here. Uh, but uh, it will be the uh, it will be the closing theme song of this podcast. And if you want to hear it again, I'll link it on uh, my review that will be out before this. It'll be up on DailyGrindhouse.com. Uh, and it's it you know it tells a little bit about the story. It mentions Sammy by name in it, and it has a great sort of uh, chorus that uh, doesn't kick in until near the end. But it's just a great song. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. There's like three verses before the chorus comes in. <laughs> yeah, it, it it just it just gives us a bit of a sense about what uh, the movie was all about, and then it tells us Las Vegas Blood Band. <laughs> I uh, I sing that song uh, all the time, like directly. I mean, sorry, in, indirect to this movie at all. Just randomly on the street, I'll sing it. I'm in the shower, I'll sing it. My wife. She says, "Shut the fuck up and stop singing that awful song." <laughs> but uh, but 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 weren't you weren't you saying that that this is one of the very few movies you've watched with your wife where she's actually enjoyed it? She did. I mean, she yeah. loves that that uh, that Ruth uh, loves oil wrestling uh, line just as much as I do. But uh, you know, it's a lot easier to take this sort of thing if you're kind of half paying attention in the background. True. True. Uh, I mean, again, let's be very clear here. This isn't the movie that you're going to show your parents, or this isn't a movie that, you know, this is a date movie or anything like that. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I, would ab- nice. I would absolutely show this to my parents. Well, I mean, your parents are awesome. My parents, are, you know, my, my uh, I just don't think it would be for anyone in my own uh, immediate or extended family. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, I don't think, I, I have a cousin who would probably actually, like, legitimately enjoy this, but, but yeah, pretty much the rest of my family, no, it would just be for the for the sake of me watching them go, mm, uh, uh, you know, as, as stuff happened. And it's, I mean, it's, it, we, we gave across the idea that, that this looks like a uh, pornographic movie, but, I mean, it's mostly because it's shot on, like, it's shot on uh, video, yeah. It's shot on video, and that, that really distinctive late '80s style video. Oh, without with the a, yeah. tracking issue and all that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of audio issues at the beginning of the movie where, like, because it really seems like they're just shooting with, uh, you know, w- with whatever microphone was in the camera. You know, um, I, I I would I, I don't I would find it very hard to believe that there was actually an audio team who 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 worked on this. It just doesn't seem like that was the case i'd say that that's likely uh, though i mean it could be that just just to give the movie some credit it could be that it was just the transfer this particular one because it was obviously taken straight from a video yeah true 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 that 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 is true yeah it could have easily just as been the just as easily been the transfer yeah now now do you want to talk do we want to go into uh into the guy who wrote the theme song (laughs) Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything possibly libelous here, but I, I think we're in pretty good stead. Um, the the writer of the theme song, and also someone who uh, participated in the movie in a lot of different capacities, from special effects, assistant cameraman. I mean, he did a lot of shit, and he played the Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I was gonna say he was he, he was the Jehovah's Witness. He was in the movie for like two seconds, and he also he, do, like I you know we forgot to mention this before, but uh, but when the cop comes in. Uh, like when the cop cop actually comes yeah. in, like he steps over the Jehovah's Witness's body, and the Jehovah's Witness's body is like sitting there twitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's uh, there is a, a certain level of ridiculousness that that's happening here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
so this guy, this this guy who did all these different roles in the movie, is uh, named David Royal Dalton, and he's credited in the movie as David Dalton in some places, but also as David Royal Dalton, especially on IMDb. And one of the things I do with a lot of these movies, especially because part of what I do on Daily Grindhouse is track down people from the movies in the hopes of... Uh, in- oh, sorry. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I think my cat just exploded. Uh, thank goodness. Um one of the things I do on Daily Grindhouse is I try to track down someone involved with the movie for the possibility of interviewing them. So I started doing a little research on some of the people involved, including this David Dalton. And one of the first things that came up, uh, and I sent it over to you immediately, yep. was his listing on uh, as a convicted uh, sex offender. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's very... I don't want to say that it is for sure the same guy, but it's in Las Vegas. It's the first, middle, last name. And it's it's for lewdness with a child under fourteen. Gross! Come on, man, that's yeah. sick. Seriously, uh, you got you got a, at least fifteen. You know, that's that is disturbing. <laughs> I, I I am kidding, people. Oh, <laughs> let's just let's just state that Mo's <laughs> opinions do not necessarily represent the opinions of DailyGrindhouse.com or me, your uh, your co-host Sweetback. But um, he. <laughs> So and also, by the way, there's two different offenses that are listed there. So uh, this guy is gross. Um, and there was also another link that is this same guy, and it's on a site. I mean, you can take a look at it yourself. Just do a search for his name, and you can look at it from the IMDb page. But it's uh, it's at antichrist.net/slash/david.html, and just check it out. Just check out how fucking insane. That link is. Because... Yeah, I, re- I really wish that I had had a chance to check that out before we recorded, because from what from from what everything you've told me about it, it's it's so bad shit. I mean, and it's also on Antichrist.net, which is a site I've been on before, so I've never. So I mean, I'm familiar with with the site. I'm just not familiar with his ramblings on it. I wish I wish I could read some of it right now because um, it, man, it is r- really. Crazy. <laughs> well, well, we'll just we'll just leave it as as you know. Go look this guy up, you know, and and uh, and, and take a look at it because it's it's absolutely worth checking out at the very least. Yeah, it's batshit insane. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I did try to look up some of the other people involved with the movie. It's hard to track down the later histories of hot oil wrestlers. Mm. Uh, I I don't know how long their individual careers may have lasted, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but I mean it's it's. It was very difficult to find anything on them. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I did find uh, some follow-up with uh, the actor who played Sammy in the movie, mm. uh, Ari Levin, and uh, maybe we will try to ask him a couple of questions. I'd love to. I, you know what? I, I mean, I would be willing to do a like a short follow-up for this and, and talk to the guy. He's still in the entertainment industry. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and, and still in Vegas. I think he works with magic, uh, like directing magic shows and things like that. So that's awesome. He might have, he might want to put this whole nasty business behind him. Well, maybe, but at the same time, you know, like if if, if it would bring him any more, you know, I, I like I'll, I'll just put it out there. You know, if anybody knows, if anybody who happens to listen to this knows how to get in touch with him, and, I mean, I think we know how to get in touch with him. But I mean, like if anybody happens to know him, because I know we have listeners all over, you know, and we definitely have listeners on the West Coast. Uh, so I mean, if anybody knows how to get in touch with this guy and and wants to put in the good word and you know say hey you know there's these dudes who want to talk to you, uh, I I I wouldn't be against it and and I I want to contact him myself because I want to know what he said instead of Sammy's. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a. I mean, that that is the the mystery that uh, that will endure. I'm sure. Yeah, because because I know you're probably gonna you probably have a million and one questions you want to ask him. I got one. I just want to know what <laughs> what does he say instead of Sammy's. Uh, I mean, do you think? No, I can't even try to guess. I like to think that he might have said his own first name instead of Sammy's, <laughs> uh, which which would have been amazing. That, that they wouldn't have caught it until they had to in afterwards. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, insult his intelligence by suggesting. No, that. no, no. I, 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 my theory, and this is the theory that you had. Uh, speculated on earlier is that he probably says the name of like a real Las Vegas like hotel chain, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, by the way, just going back to at the very beginning of the show, some of these uh, hot oil wrestlers, their names are uh, I called you Tough Tiff by mistake, but uh, that is one of them. Tiffany is Tough Tiff. Yep. There's Cherry Blossom and Bambi, uh, and of course Wet and Wild Wendy. Wet and Wild Wendy, your very favorite. Uh, <laughs> not great actors. Um, very game, obviously. This this movie is weirdly, um, it's it's kind of designed around publicizing this hot oil wrestling. I'm guessing that uh, one of the creators, maybe the the director David Schwartz, had some sort of interest in, in this hot oil wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I've done the same thing. I've definitely Still in the future, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've done the same thing though. I mean, I've definitely. If you listen to earlier episodes of my show, you hear you hear me plugging uh, like a like a barbecue sauce company that that uh that i wanted to be involved with you know so so yeah it's it's you know it's not uncommon that uh that that you discover weird you know weird ventures so well i mean i I guess since you you uh you kind of laid it out there if you are a hot oil wrestler or you know one and you'd like to uh, get in contact with me it's doug at dailygrindhouse.com i'd love to hear from all hot oil wrestlers that may or may not be listening and uh, and I would also like to uh, put the the invitation out as well uh, for 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 me because I as well would love to talk to any hot oil wrestlers out there. Um, and you can contact me at drunkonvhs at gmail dot com. Me first, Mo. Yeah, talk to Doug oh. first. Talk to Doug first. He he's the one. He's the one who actually knows how to interview people. Whereas I just would would laugh and point at your boobies. Classy. Very classy. Uh, so that's Las Vegas Bloodbath. That's the whole movie. Uh, now, I do want to get back to the point that we made at the very beginning, which is the idea that... Now, we talked about it. The production values on this are very, very low. Uh, acting is unprofessional. Um, some of it is really, really terrible. Yeah. For the most part, uh, special effects are poor. I yeah. mean, there are some good moments, but generally pretty poor. Well, what makes this watchable and fun compared to, say, hip-hop logos? In a word, charisma. This movie has a certain amount of uh, how you would say je ne sais quoi, you know. Uh, whereas a lot of those other movies, they're they're trying so desperately to be like serious and and to be taken seriously. And I and I think for a while this movie is trying to be serious, but I think ultimately it realizes that it's better off as you know a bit of a comedy, and and it goes that route, and it makes it all that much more interesting and fun. I mean, this isn't a great film in any in any kind of uh, oh, no. traditional way of saying that. I mean, it's not great filmmaking. Uh, it's it's of very low quality in all sorts of, of different areas. No, but but, the, but this is the kind of gem that that people like you and I look for. Like we absolutely, you know, yeah. It's 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 not well made. It's not well produced. But at the same time, it's it's so above and beyond as far as the outrageousness of actor that you can't help but fall in love with it. Yeah, it goes overboard in the exact right ways. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, there are there are moments where you're like, 
what are you even watching? It, that, that's the kind of uh, reaction that you sort of want from this movie. Without a doubt. Uh, or these movies in general. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, even watching it the second time, and I'm sure uh, with you watching it the third time, um, that kind of fun factor really comes across. Yeah, I mean, and, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear more about the making of this, to be honest with you, just because it's such a bizarre combination of elements. Yeah, it really is a weird thing where where, where you have this combination of you know psycho killer and oil wrestling. I mean, it just doesn't like. I mean, you'd think that I mean that something like that would kind of work well together but like at the same time like I mean like when you get to the oil wrestlers like it grinds the movie to a halt so it's like it's so odd that the oil wrestling is the least fun part of the movie but (laughs) but I mean but at the same time when I say you know it's the least fun part I mean this is by you know not by much. I mean, the, the the like the whole entire movie from beginning to end is is such a blast to watch. Uh, I mean, it's really the kind of movie that I like that I, I really get my my giggles over because I mean they're just so much fun to watch. Exactly, it's yeah. fun to watch. It is, uh, and believe me, it was refreshing after the last uh, three movies that we've uh, featured on here. Well, especially really... especially the last one. Especially the last one, which really kind of took the wind out of my sails. You can hear it on the record. I listen back at it. And, I mean, those sides were legitimate sides. I kind of got to the point where it's like, why am I even watching these shitty movies? Yeah, exactly. I'm not getting any joy out of it. Well, this movie gave me joy. It gave me – this is how, how Sweetback got his joy back. Yeah, how Sweetback um, got his joy back. <laughs> uh, and, and I really did enjoy it and I love to be able to talk about it I, I just wish that it was a little bit easier for those who might be listening to uh, to find you might have to uh, put put a little effort in to track this one down yeah I mean I, I bet you that, I bet you it's out there I mean I, I almost kind of wonder if it's well I mean yeah it wouldn't be you know sometimes they put movies on like YouTube but I doubt this would be on YouTube well Mo just... it's funny you brought that up because Wink if you do a search for Las Vegas Bloodbath, you might be able to find something out there which uh, which might reveal uh, the entirety of the entire movie. Really? Uh, it is it is out there. You just oh, okay. had to look. I don't think we should publicize it here. But no, um, no, no, no. I, yeah. That said, I don't think it's outside of the Bloody Nightmares uh, set, which I believe is out of print at this point. Uh, I don't believe that there's any legitimate other DVD release for it. Might be wrong on that. Uh, so take a look for it legitimately if you can't find it. Do what you need to do because you've got to see this movie. This is this is I know this is this is going to be one of those situations that rarely happens with us, but this will be this will definitely be the first time that I'm going to say go out watch this movie. Yeah, go out and do it. Go out and do it. <laughs> Just do this. it. Listen, that's right. Hey. Trust us, right? We've never steered you wrong before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, like you know, like a perfect example was uh, you know that uh, Matt from uh, from uh, DTV Connoisseur. Uh, you know, he he went out and uh, he watched Hip Hop Locos after we posted that episode, and he wrote up his own review for it, pretty much confirming that he should have taken our advice. <laughs> I, it bothers me that people we tell people not to watch these movies, and that makes them want to watch it. it well, I don't think I don't. I don't think he would have gone out of his way to watch it, but by some freak chance, he happened to have uh, another like because cause that movie came out on a different box set as well that he exactly. by, that he by chance owned. So he figured he'd just give it a shot because we said it was so bad. Uh, I don't I don't really see a lot of people going out of their way to find these movies after we talk about them. Uh, the, Matt was really the one. 
the one example, but th- in this particular case, I want to hear about it. I want I want people to find these movies. Uh, I almost kind of want to do a part two to this episode at some point, you know, where where we get people to to like you know like phone into us and and tell us their experience with this movie because I want to hear other people you know reveling in the joy that is Las Vegas bloodbath as well. Absolutely. No, I want to hear from people. Uh, again, I will have uh, kind of more extended thoughts. Uh, should be up uh, before this uh, this podcast comes up on uh, dailygrindhouse.com. Uh, if you want to email us, we've already given us uh, out the email address. We're obviously very visible on Twitter. We're not hard people to find. No, we're very easy people to find. <laughs> too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you and I are the two easiest people to find on Twitter. It's insane. Uh, and we do love feedback. I mean, especially after those three episodes of shit and uh, just depressing, awful movies. Uh, now that we have something that we can kind of dig our teeth into, uh, no pun intended, we really do want to hear as much as uh, as much feedback as, as and, we and can. I, and I got And I got to tell you, we've been getting a lot of love on the, for the yeah. show, and, and I'm and I'm really I'm really glad about that. I mean, I get uh, every every time we post up a new episode, I get at least three or four, you know, three or four DMs on Twitter and, you know, and several, you know, public mentions on Twitter about how much they loved the show. So it's, so I, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're putting out something that people are enjoying. Uh, I definitely appreciate the fact that people can appreciate the shit that we're saying and, uh, you know, and I, and I'm, and I'll keep doing it as long as people want us to. What I'm most impressed with Mo uh, is that these are movies that generally people are, they can't see, not easily anyway. They're yeah. actually, uh, the people listening are people who very likely have not seen these movies, which yeah. is why, of course, that we go into so much detail in regards to the plot and the more amusing parts of it. Yeah, yeah, so it's exactly. Kind of- it's, it's, that's the main reason why I don't feel bad about like spoiling endings or anything like that, because you know, I don't want, for the most part, I don't want people to see these movies anyway. Sammy is still out there. Who knows? We might still get a Las Vegas bloodbath, too. God, that would it's be awesome. awesome. I would want. I, I want I would, that. I would love that. I would love. That. I would watch that every single day. I say we actually start pooling our money together, and then we'll track down director David Schwartz and see if we can get this thing going. But it has to be shot on video. Like it has to be shot. Like not 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 like digital video. I'm talking about. You know, it has to be shot on on VHS. Oh yeah, absolutely. Your favorite. Your your uh, your mistress. <laughs> My love. That's right. Well, I think we did it. We we uh, we. We've glorified the uh, the beautiful, amazing existence of Las Vegas Bloodbath, a movie that has been unfortunately forgotten by many. But I think we're bringing back. We're bringing Las Vegas Bloodbath. We're back. bringing Vegas back. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too much singing on this episode already. But uh, well, Wet and Wild Wendy, uh, is there anything that we uh, have left to say to the uh, to the wonderful peoples out there? No. I think no. we're good. I, I think, you know, we, we, we can we can leave in the, the happiness knowing that we did a job well done and, um, well, hopefully a job well done, and uh, that hopefully this will inspire some people to go out and discover this amazing movie. I feel warm and fuzzy about the whole uh, experience. Yep, and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll come back in two weeks and talk about a piece of shit again. <laughs> that, that piece of shit, by the way, that we will be talking about, still undecided. Uh, yeah. So feel free to uh, give us recommendations, which we will ignore, and then go with something that is just shit that uh, 
I got to be honest, the one that I was thinking of today is that maybe we'll take a look now that you have the Bloody Nightmare set as well yeah. at Todd Sheets Nightmare Asylum. Uh, because that, that, how do I want to talk about it? I don't want to get depressed. Yeah, yeah, let's I'm not, let's not, let's think not get about Las Vegas Bloodbath. Think about it. Think about Ruthie. Yeah, it's going to, oh. it's, it's going to be hard for me to talk about Nightmare Asylum because I am a huge Todd Sheets fan. So, you know, to, to, to talk about him in a, in a bad light is going to be Well, I hard. think that movie might uh, turn you to the, uh, you would call it the dark side, I call it the side of right. <laughs> but uh, but that that is for the future. At some point we will talk about uh, that movie, but today it's all uh, big smiles, uh, reaching for the stars, a thousand points of light, Las Vegas <laughs> uh, Giant grin from ear to ear. That's it, all exactly. Right. So, thanks everybody. Let's Let's end on that beautiful note. Exactly. Uh, read up at dailygrindhouse.com. Dailygrindhouse.com. Good night, folks. Welcome back to WDGX, all you little boys and ghouls. This is Mo, spinning all your favorite hips from this decrepit crypt of nightmares. Coming up now, the theme to Las Vegas Bloodbath. He's not finished with Las Vegas yet. There's still some things left for him to do. You can run forever, but you'll never, no, you'll never, ever get away from Sammy, cause he's coming after you. He gets so dirty, Sammy gets so dirty, I think it's time for him to take his little bath. If you're so dirty too, he'll take his bath with you. Such a fun guy. He's a fun guy to get all your parties. He'll bring Ruthie to. Grindhouse.com. Tough films for the rough crowd. Follow us on Twitter at Daily Grindhouse. Mo is at Drunk on VHS. And Doug Tilly is at Doug underscore Tilly.